Welcome to the House Call Podcast. This is Jill. I am joined with Joe, Rob, and Sammy. We are going to be talking about the AFC South, and that is, of course, the Jaguars, Titans, Colts, and Texans. Not the most exciting division that the NFL has for us this season, but who knows? Maybe some fun stories will grow over the season out of it. We're going to kick things off. We're going to start towards the bottom and work our way up to those better teams because it's kind of known who's the worst and better teams of that division. We'll be starting over at the Colts. And Joe, what are your thoughts on the Colts this season? I honestly have the least amount of expectations for the Colts, which doesn't make a lot of sense because they have proven players at skill position spots. I mean, their wide receiver core is probably one of the most well-rounded rosters there of this division. But you got probably the least NFL-ready quarterback to start for you in Anthony Richardson. And it wouldn't surprise me if Gardner Minshew ran out there under center for the first couple of weeks until Anthony Richardson's really brought up to speed. I'm a big Gardner Minshew believer. I think the Jaguars got off him way too early. I think that he could have been very serviceable in that offense. I thought when the Patriots were looking for a quarterback, we weren't sure what we were going to do. Gardner Minshew coming to New England would have been worked out. He's kind of that mentality guy. He's got that kind of, you know, swagger about him, team guy, willing to do things for the team, do the, the gut work and everything like that. He has some questionable things about his arm, but, I mean, you're talking about, you bring in Shane, uh, I'm going to butcher this dude's last name because I'm uncultured, uh, Steichen, Steichen, whatever. And it, OC for the Eagles on their Super Bowl run, but, I mean, before that, he was with the Chargers, and we all know what the Chargers do. I mean, they were a middling sort of team. Their offense had moments of brilliance followed by acts of stupidity. The defense has all the players there to be really good, but they don't perform. They have a lack of depth in the secondary. They're relying on young guys. And in a division where there's a lot of questions on the defensive side for most of these teams, you have just as many for the Colts, including health, because you don't know if their stud linebackers actually be healthy for week one. So I'm really not having a huge high expectations for the Colts. And, you know, it's sad because out of all of them, they probably have one of the most talented rosters out of – on both sides of the ball. Yeah, it, it, very interesting team. Uh, Sammy, what are you thinking for this season's Colts? Well, first of all, if uh, you are picking between Trevor Lawrence and Gardner Minshew, I promise you all of Jacksonville's picking Trevor Lawrence. But I digress. I actually agree with Joe in this sense, though. I do think Gardner Minshew should get a couple starts. I don't think AR-15 is ready yet i really don't and 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 quite frankly i think he was probably one of the most overhyped not overhyped i see i'd say overrated prospects in the nfl draft i feel like and i i hate throwing this name in because it's such a cookie cutter name to throw in when comparing these like physical freaks zach wilson was also talented right he was a he has a great arm strength but the problem with him is he can't see the field correctly he can't he can't do anything correctly quite frankly <laughs> drew lock Drew Locke is another guy who had a cannon for an arm, and in college, he was pretty good. But the NFL comes in, he can't make the right decisions. I'm not saying this is going to happen with AR-15. I definitely am not going to say that. But I will say that I feel like he needs to be shown the ropes. Give him a couple of weeks to learn the playbook. Have Gardner Minshew step in. You said it yourself, Joe. This is not like a, an extremely like untalented team. I mean, their wide receiving core is pretty good. Uh, they have Jonathan Taylor. I ex I'm also expecting this uh, uh, offensive line to absolutely bounce back after a weirdly, uncharacteristically terrible Colts offensive line year. Like I don't think I've ever seen a drop off, especially from the year before, where they were actually one of the top offensive lines 
to be going to one of the worst. And it gave Matt Ryan absolute hell. Uh, this secondary, like you said, Joe, is not very good. I mean, Juju Brents, the guy they drafted, is probably going to be their uh, second corner behind Kenny Moore, who is very underrated. Quite frankly, I just think this season is about developing AR-15 and getting him to know the playbook so that next year or maybe midway through the season, he can come into his own and become a polished quarterback because right now, his intangibles, in my opinion, are just not set. His physical traits, absolutely. But right now, I think AR-15 needs to learn a little bit more about this football game. And Rob, what are you thinking? Well, it can't be much worse than last year when you have a coach like Jeff Saturday running the helm. Uh, they're 38th in points per game at 17, 32nd in touchdowns, 27th in yards per game. It's really just a dreadful, dreadful offense. Uh, defense is, I mean... They could be pretty good. I don't know. Anthony Richardson, though, he, I don't, I'm a little bit on the opposite. And I think just because of his athletic, what he could be, which I think possibly in years to come, he could probably be a top 10 quarterback. He's one of the only quarterbacks to ever have a raw athletic score of 10, which is perfect. Um, he has, but he has the, I, I think he has the intangibles too. He, he doesn't seem weak minded. I just think it's going to take some developing. His long arm accuracy is not good. Um, and I mean, it, well, all they really have to do, you, you're really going to go inside with Gardner Minshew, the stash. I'm going to be honest with you. Like at this point, might as well throw the kid out there. I, you're not going to, what is he going to learn from him? What, how to be a backup? That's at least with, with, uh, with AR 15, there is some mobility that he can provide to the game that not a lot of quarterbacks out of sorry to Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields can. Yeah, I think we're going to see a very interesting season coming up for the Colts. Obviously, a lot of coaching changes. I think we're seeing a lot of hype around Anthony Richardson as well, because this is the first time in quite some time, pretty much since Andrew Luck was drafted and their quarterback, that they are bringing in a young quarterback. For the last few years, we've really only seen them venture with older quarterbacks. Big deal. I'm not that hopeful for the Colts. I think it is going to just be another dismal year unfortunately for them but we shall move on to the titans we are going to head over to nashville and sammy what are you thinking for the titans this year i mean the tennessee titans really like kind of jumped this week in terms of my radar in terms of this division uh, a lot of people picked the jaguars to just full-on like win the division no questions asked and then DeAndre Hopkins decided to shock the world and go to Tennessee instead of the New England Patriots. And um, quite frankly, I think he made the best decision possible considering the Patriots are one, not very good, and two are in the AFC East. I'm going to digress because hey, I'm hey, getting hey, into it. Can, can you tell me who's in that, who, who they have outside of DeAndre Hopkins? Hey, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not going to talk about that though. Let me okay. go ahead and continue so, what, with okay. what I'm saying, Rob. Thank you for interrupting <laughs> me. Anyway, um, let me, let me, let me go ahead and, uh, gather myself my goodness rob very rude of you anyway as i was saying before i was rudely interrupted by rob here look i understand the wide receiving core outside of deandre hopkins isn't very good but that's where i think Traylon burks and uh nick westbrook's akeen can really learn from deandre hopkins and really come into their own look Traylon burks was not going to be a wide receiver one coming into the 
coming into the Titans. He's not a wide receiver one. I feel like if he works on his route running, if he works on, you know, a bit of those traits that can make a good wide receiver too, I think the, the Tennessee Titans can win a couple of games and make this division very, very interesting. Now, Ryan Tannehill is one of those quarterbacks where you just see it here and just say, it's Ryan Tannehill. You know, he's average. They haven't confirmed who's the quarterback. They have. Well, I think, well, I definitely think Ryan Tannehill is going to be the starter 100%. I don't think Will Levis should uh at all start considering the fact that you're bringing in deandre hopkins who's a an all pro wide receiver you want the most experienced quarterback who's had success in this league to go ahead and start and get and throw him the football i remember i remember you know when we were talking about deandre hopkins a couple years ago a lot of the time we were just saying this man is the best wide receiver in football and uh, and you know it was always up there with antonio brown and it's a shame that you know his injuries have kind of like lowered his status to being you know you know maybe top seven maybe top ten i think with a good actual good quarterback you can really do something with d hop i think the tennessee titans have a chance i don't think they will but i think they definitely have a chance to win this division over the jaguars now the defense of the titans and this will be the final point i have to make the tennessee titans defense has always been sneakily very good and uh i i definitely think mike vrabel will have these guys ready to play I think every single year we think the Titans are going to under underperform. They end up, you know, going over our expectations, which is what I expect them to do this year. I expect them to be competitors in this division. I expected the division to be very close come to the end of the season. And who knows, maybe Derrick Henry can hop back into that MVP conversation. We'll never know. We'll see. All right. I know Rob's face made me break out and laughing. Uh, so I cannot wait to hear what he has to say. Okay. I know the Titans added Hopkins, but they've done this before. Moss was 33. Andre Johnson was 35. Julio was 32. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins only 31. This isn't AJ Brown. I know Hopkins is 31. He had a really successful season for nine games, but you have a QB in Tannehill. That's the equivalent to drinking Dasani. I mean, it, it gives you good, good. It'll keep you in a pinch, but in the long run, it's going to give you acid reflux. Um, look, Tannehill is not someone you're going to rely on. If you if that's who you're going to think that's going to be going to put them in the league with the Jaguars, we're going to start running random drug set, tests at the house call. That's crazy. Um, how Derrick Henry has was Tajay Spears behind him. Regardless, doesn't matter. It, this all is dependent on whether or not Derrick Henry's healthy. Traylon Burks. He just reminds me so much of Nikhil Harry. I don't look, man. The guy's not good. And then you have DeAndre Hopkins, who can elevate him. But you just compared that. I'm not going to go on a tangent, but you, that, that's asinine that you compared that to the Patriots receiving core. That's miles better than just Traylon Burks. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm done with that. Joe. Take us home for the Titans. Okay, so the Titans defense is the strength of this team, especially in the run defense. They were one of the best ranked run defenses in the league. They were first in rush DVOA. They were first in run stop win rate. They only allowed 76.9 yards per run or per game. All right, that is really, really freaking good. Their secondary is the question. They don't have a lot of help there. It's thin, just like every other team in this division. They don't have a lot of secondary help, but their running defense is the best thing they got. Now, the problem is, is that we're talking about D-Hop like he's going to solve this downfield passing problem for them. But what you have to realize is, is that Tannehill averaged 7.1 yards 
per, per completion he threw, all right? And Will Levis is one of the worst downfield passers in completion percentage that, that came out of this draft class. I mean, I think last year he ranked 56th in, in the NCAA in, like, downfield uh completion like long ball completion percentage that's absolutely terrible <laughs> okay and he was like what the third quarterback you know he was taking he was taking the second round but i mean you know you're, you're asking him to do these things you have to hope the d hop is d hop you have to hope the trail on burks with d hop becomes a viable number two and that you basically are relying on these quarterbacks to show some semblance to win one-on-ones with timely throws to empty the box for Derrick Henry to be the viable guy again. I just don't see it happening. There's too many things that are not going well for them. I mean, they their defense was poor in pass rush. They were poor in pass defense, which means they're going to be in a lot of shootouts probably. If neither of these quarterbacks can utilize these wide receivers to do anything, it's going to be a really, really long season for the Tennessee Titans. And I think they're, they're more likely to compete with finishing last in this division than they are to finish first. That's how I feel about it. Well, I, I'm gonna make a cheesy joke here. You guys have to remember the Titan that is Malik Willis. You guys, none of you wanted to mention him. We still have a third quarterback on the roster that they haven't mentioned who's doing what, who knows what. Uh, to me, the Tennessee Titans are a dumpster fire. I think the DeAndre Hopkins signing was a mistake on his part. I do not expect to see his true athleticism be shown with the Tennessee Titans. A smart business decision, gotta make money. I'm, yeah, gotta. Tennessee is going to have a very rough year. I actually went on record uh, about a month ago talking about Tennessee and predicted it's going to be a run between them and the Arizona Cardinal of who's going to have the worst schedule or the worst record this season. And I still stand by that. Uh, But we are going to be moving on to personally one of my favorite teams. And that is, of course, the Texans. Joe knows all about my love for the Houston Texans. The We're Davis gonna, Davis Giraffe Neck Mills. I, no slander here. We are going to start with Rob. What are your thoughts on the Texans? Well, I'm I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm not really confident in their quarterback. Name me a Ohio State quarterback that's ever done well, other than maybe Justin Fields. But I mean, he hasn't really shown me anything. Um, the S two cognitive score. I mean, yeah, people are saying don't make a big deal about it. But the point of the test. And I quote, QB's mind can process things with the time of a human blink. So basically when it's like time to like nut up or shut up, he had 18%. That is alarming, especially in an offense that was 30th in points per game tied with, uh, was it the Titans I've, if I mentioned? 28th in touchdowns at 1.7 per game and 36, 31st in yards. You've got Tank Dell, you lost Cooks, Damian Pierce, who's very good, but that's all you got. That's now pretty they, much it. They got a really good offensive line. I'm going to have some rebuttals for you guys on, on this round. I can already tell. All right, Joe, what are you thinking for the Texans? I mean, so, okay. They had the worst rush de- or run defense in the league. Like, we're just going to start right there. Their run defense was dog shit. They go out and they get Will Anderson Jr. Then they're like, hey, our defense underperformed. Let's go get a defensive-minded guy to, to be our head coach. They get D'Amico Ryans, who helped turn, take the 49ers defense and make it next level, one of the best defenses in the league for years, all right? So now you have Will Anderson Jr., you have the center cog of your defense. You have a really good corner who is developing and probably going to be one of the top corners you know, in the league for sure. He's going to be a number one for your team, no doubt. Then you have, Demi- you have, you have Damian Pierce. He was, a, he was a really good running back for them in an offense that didn't have any passing. 
Do you know how hard it is to be a viable running back when you literally have incompetence under center? I mean, I know you love Davis Mills, but to be fair, the guy was not a good quarterback last year if you look at the numbers. Now, granted, Davis Mills, he's okay, but he's not great. All right. And they don't have the wide receiver talent there to be anything else right now. There's you're asking for a lot of young players to show up in a very, very tough league in a division that's kind of not yours to win. But the funny thing is, is that even with the Wonder League score CJ Stroud had, I'm gonna find out, we're gonna find out how much that actually matters. How much it actually matters is gonna tell us this season, okay? If it if he goes out and he just blows everyone away and he does amazing well guess what the wonderlick test is not i'm not gonna give a shit about that anymore you can score a zero on that motherfucker i won't care okay but at the end of the day when it comes to the texans i have more excitement about the fact that they're the unknowns of this team and what it can be than i do any other team in this division because you know what you're getting with the jags the colts and the titans you know there's there's chances for advancement and chances for growth but I just don't, There's. they've never once lived up to that when they make decisions like this. You've never seen the Colts or the Titans do that. The Jags are the cream of the crop right now, but the Texans I have the most excitement for. There's a lot of young talent on this team, and it could be really, really good. But you need guys to show up in big spots, and that's the unknown of this team. You have a bunch of young guys who are going to have to be otherworldly their first year in the league. All right, Sammy. Finish it up. What are you thinking for the Texans? Okay, well, uh, that, that you got a little too excited about the Houston Texans. I mean, let's let's relax here, okay? Now, I will say this about the Houston Texans. They got a lot of young players. You said it, Joe. A lot of young players for D'Amico Ryans to work with. Jalen Petre, safety, so good. He was really good his rookie year. And then Derek Stingley Jr., First of all, they they don't know they didn't know what they were doing with Derek Stanley Jr. His uh I th- I believe last year was his rookie year. Yeah. They had no idea what what they were doing with Derek Stanley Jr. I expect Amico Ryan to use him properly. Now, as for CJ Stroud, CJ Stroud, much like Rob, a little on the fence about, but much like Rob said, their offensive line isn't that bad. It's actually pretty good. They have Laramie Tunzel, who's it's one of the best good. tackles in the league. So what's up, Rob? It's very good. They got it's Shaq Mason, good. Laramie Tunsil, fucking exactly. They got, they got they got a, they got a, they got a, some some guys over there. Titus Howard was pretty good. Kenyon Green as well. There there's a lot of moving parts, like you said, Joe. A lot of things have to go right. But if they do go right, you might see a little bit of a surprise from the te- the Houston Texans. Man, maybe seven wins, maybe six wins. You around that area, I think. Uh, Aside from Bry- I think Bryce Young has the best situation. CJ Stroud is right there as well. I, I do I do think that CJ Stroud needs to work a little bit, but I do trust Bobby Slowick, who's the offensive coordinator, who's the passing game coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. He worked with a lot of quarterbacks last year and he was able to make it work with pretty much all of them. So I do trust him. The defense to me was underrated last year. I think bringing Will Anderson to to increase your pass rush is going to do a lot. And let me tell you, bringing in guys like Denzel Perryman and Corey Littleton at linebacker, I think that's going to help as well. Jimmy Ward also, I I, I can't stop talking about this. Jimmy Ward pairing with Jalen Petrie, just just perfect. I think that safety duo is going to be one of the more underrated in the league. But at the end of the day, it's the Houston Texans. Let's get excited but let's not get too excited because then expectations get high and then your hopes get crushed. 
take it from me. <laughs> I'm always going to be excited about the Houston uh, Texans, and Joe can confirm last season. She I predicted some games. Hyped man. them up. I personally am not the biggest fan of, fan of CJ Stroud. I wish they hadn't gone that route, but I'm not in the drafting room and making those decisions. So uh, Davis Mills, if he was the quarterback, and I really hope we do get to see him at some point, there are finally weapons because we have to take a look at last year what this man did with having no weapons. And he was able to throw in uh, the final tally was, I can't, um, Blanking on the final, final tally, but he had at one point a stretch of five games in a row with two plus passing touchdowns, which I've also bombarded Joe with them before. I'm a big fan of Davis Mills. Give me him starting. I would love to see him with some weapons. Another player you guys really, you, you harped on Pierce. They got Devin Singletary, former Owl, my, my football running back. And you know what? I'm expected to see a great utilization in a fantasy sense, not great for Damon Pierce because he's going to lose some of his volume. But I really love that we're gonna see some more work being taken off of Damian Pierce and put onto Devin Singletary. So you actually have the ability for your running backs to not be tired come the end of the season. So I'm gonna be very excited about the Texans. And of course we will be finishing off talking about the AFC South with the Jaguars, who seems like we've all been mentioning We'll head back to Joe to start off with the Jaguars. Okay, so we've already said that every single team in this division had defensive questions, all right? The Jaguars from weeks 14 to 18 allowed only an 81.1 QBR. They had 16 sacks, and they only allowed 197.8 yards per game, right? Sounds great. If you don't look at who they faced, the average rank of those offenses was 24th. The only highest team they faced was the Cowboys. They had to take them to overtime. All right? Like, they, it, it's all about context, okay? You're talking about a team that won one of the worst divisions in football. They're not that good. All right? They're not. You like For them to take the next step, you need Trevor Lawrence to show that he was and is the best QB to come out of the 2021 draft class. He has to stop turning the ball over. He has to stop turning the ball over in crucial situations. He has to control the offense. There are many a time where you saw this man make bad throw, bad read, bad play, and had to dig them out of a hole. Now, sometimes he can do it. And that's fine in a situation where you're going up against a team that you shouldn't be down for touchdowns or for, you know, shouldn't be down scores to anyway. But in the playoffs, that's not good enough. And now you've made the playoffs. You've won the division. You've actually set the expectation now in Jacksonville. You have to live up to it. I don't know if Trevor Lawrence can do it. Now, their defense has questions. There's some issues there. They showed some lapses. They showed some greatness, but they're young. They're a very young roster overall, which is a pretty much a, a flowing thing with the a lot of these teams outside of the, the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans, they don't, they're not youthy like the rest of these guys are, right? But the problem is they were top 10 in points and yards on offense. So they had a top 10 offense last year. If they can stop turning the ball over, if Trevor Lawrence can reduce that interception total, they have a shot of repeating as division winners. I mean, there's a, there's no really threat to them as long as they do the things they're supposed to do. But like Sammy said about the Texans, it's the fucking Jags, man. Like you can't rely on them to do what they're supposed to do because they've literally failed to do it so often. All right. They failed to do it so often. And it's literally one of those things where 
I expect them to win. But if they didn't win the division, it wouldn't surprise me. All right, Sammy, you, I could see you signing down on the bottom of the corner. I understand that Trevor Lawrence definitely had some lapses, one hundred percent. And in the first half of that um, of that playoff game, yeah, he definitely had four interceptions. But it's not how you start; it's how you finish. Now, if Tom Brady had four interceptions, but had four if Tom Brady went against the Chargers, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Hey, I'm Whoever talking. Had, what are you doing I talking over me? Hello, hello, hello. Don't be, don't be upset. Don't be upset that I brought up Tom Brady. Okay, look, look. I understand things aren't going well right now in New England. Okay, but I have to talk. I have to talk, Rob. You have to let me get my points across. Jaguars. We're we're not in New England, Sammy. Of course, yeah, of course we're not in New England, but I have to know my audience. Now, anyway, let me go back to Trevor Lawrence. Yes, he threw for four interceptions. Well, that's obvious, yes. And there were a lot of doubts, but guess what? It's not about how you start, it's how you finish. And Trevor Lawrence finished that game about as good as any QB could have finished that game. Quite frankly, I expect Trevor Lawrence to be a top 10 quarterback this year. I might even see I might see him be a top five quarterback. He has the talent. He's shown the poise. Yes, he got he's got to get rid of the turnover problem. There are a lot of QBs in this league though that ha that have that turnover problem, and it's still with them to this day. And they're still elite quarterbacks, i.e. Josh Allen. If he gets that turnover problem down, you might be talking about him being a top five quarterback. Now, as for the defense, let me go ahead and get my notes here. Because my goodness, you guys are underrating this Jaguars defense. Tyson Campbell's one of the most underrated cornerbacks in the NFL. And I believe this secondary, headlined by Andre Sisco and Rayshon Jenkins, is going to do a lot more than you guys might think. Let me also say, this linebacker core, Josh Allen, Devin Lloyd, Trayvon Walker, who was a first overall pick last year, who I expect to have a breakout year this year. Foyasan Aluakan, great tackler. The one thing I'll give you is the fact that they might not have as good run defense. That's the one thing I'll give you. But as for pass rush, I expect them to get to the quarterback quite frankly, frequently. Excuse me. Now, the offensive line. I think the offensive line is going to do a lot better than they did last year. That's saying a lot. I think that I think they're going to give Trevor Lawrence a lot of time. And hold on. I, I forget there's this one wide receiver that's returning that have might have made some bad bets. All right, Calvin Ridley is back, and he's paired with Christian Kirk, and he's paired with Zay Jones and Evan Ingram, who all had great seasons last year. So let me go ahead and say this. You're saying it's the Jags. My goodness, it's a new era. Can we not usher in new eras anymore? Doug Peterson's the head coach. Trevor Lawrence is the quarterback. The wide receiving core is better. The line is better. The defense is better. Relax on, oh, it's the Jags. New era, new team, new quarterback. The Jags are here to stay, and they're going to remain to stay for the foreseeable future as long as Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence are at the helm. Well, That is some I, white girl, new year, new me shit. I'll believe it when I see it. I, I have to say this. I just hope that Rob can deliver as such a passionate expose about the Jaguars as Sammy. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not sold on Trevor Lawrence whatsoever. I th The first half, and by the way, if you go back on our Discord, I predicted that shit. I said he was going to fucking do bad. But lo and behold, he goes against the Chargers, who 
I mean, I don't know how many times they can shoot themselves in the damn foot to just destroy their own team. Yes, now J.C. Jackson's back. Uh, hopefully, was a Staley, the head coach, can run some sort of the team. They got, what, the kid out of TCU, Mike Williams' uh, replica. Look, I, I'm going to be honest Quentin with you. Quentin Johnson. Yeah, Quentin Johnson. Amazing. Basically, Mike Williams 2.0. Look, you just need a fucking heartbeat to win this division. And it, that's that's it. That's it. Just, like, have something there. That's it. You're going against the Texans, who, by the way, are no, arguably okay. one of the, the – them, the Cardinals, and, and, by the way, in their division, the fucking Colts. You have them in your division as well. You just need to breathe. Oh, you're going against the Titans? The Titans are going to be so great. They're, they got they got DeAndre Hopkins. Then what the fuck else? You got Derrick Henry? Who knows if he stays healthy? That's who you're going against. They have one. Oh my God. I can't believe you're hyping up the Jags like this. If you have a, a team in the Chargers that just learned, that had a decent coach, not even a great coach, a decent coach, because I think Staley, honestly, like I, you could blindfold him and have him call the, the whole game and you probably would have had a better fucking outing. Well, I, I, I can't say anymore. Like you, you're hyping up Trevor Lawrence like this in a division that you have. It, it's it's Trevor Lawrence. What it's are we talking about? Bro. It's Trevor Lawrence, Rob. What are we yeah, doing? It's you're Trevor in a Lawrence. Division, you're in a division that has the equivalent of a shit stain in your underwear. You fucking try to erase it. And, and Tom Brady was in a division. <laughs> All right. I have muted you too. I have vetoed your speaking powder. We are done. All right. Moving on. The Jaguars, uh, I agree. I honestly, I think all three oh. of us, well, all three of us, all three of you, uh, oh, have yes. encapsulated the Jaguars. There is so much confusion because there is so much ability for them to be bad as well as so much ability for them to be good. I expect to honestly see the same production as last year, which again, wasn't bad. You always want to play to your division rivals. So I think it, they're not going to play horrible. Do I expect to see them in the playoffs? I uh, someone's got to make it. It'd be the same. <laughs> One of these four guys got to make it. It'd, it'd be the same thing as last year, where you know they kind of just squeak on in type of a deal. But that's my my feelings on the Jaguars. We are now going to be ranking, uh, starting at the fourth and making our way up to the top of this division. And I, I allow Sammy and Rob to now unmute themselves. They're, they're no longer vetoed from speaking starting at number four we will start with rob who do you put here i was kind of up in the air between the colts and the and the texans but i'm gonna put the texans at three and 14 i think they're gonna finish last in the division i i i don't buy too much in wonderless scores but I, there has to be something that this guy can't adjust at last minute that just bothers the hell out of me all right sammy who are you placing fourth I actually think the the Colts are going to be last in this division. I only think that because I feel like they're going to jump the gun with AR-15. I really do think they're going to try and start him. And I think he's going to be very shaky as the starter. And I do think he's going to make a lot of mistakes. And, and I feel like by the time he get, kind of gets it down, the season's going to be too far gone. And things are just not – it's just going to be for nothing at that point. While I do think the roster is very talented – I don't think they're going to be is going to be good enough to surpass the Texans, who I think with a great first year head coach can be very a lot better than teams expect them to be. Joe, who are you putting in the fourth place? I mean, we have one went Texans, one went Colts, 
why don't I just keep this train going and picking different teams? I foresee the inevitable collapse of the Tennessee Titans this year. I think that there is going to be a lot of reliance on quarterbacks trying to make plays that they can't do. I think Tannehill's time is done. Will Levis does not have the accuracy of the arm talent. And Malik Willis, if he was anything worthwhile, we would have saw it last year. And we really didn't see much out of him because he was in and out the game and on and off the bench. Derrick Henry's coming back. He's Is he going to stay healthy? He's been having a slew of injuries. He's, they're going to crowd the box on him. And these quarterbacks are going to have to open up those running lanes by making passes and, and, and completions. I don't think they're going to do it. I think that Mike Vrabel, although he'll field a good defense and keep them competitive, I don't think they can put up enough points. I mean, they were not a good offense last year. Nothing's really changed for me. D-Hop is a great talent. But at the end of the day, you have to have someone throwing him the football in capable and catchable situations. And, I mean, his, just last year alone, his uh, average depth of target dropped four yards. That tells you everything you need to know, okay? So I'm going to go Tennessee Titans here. Dark horse pick number four. And you're leaving it to me to get to make that decision uh, as I took and listened into consideration all of what you've had to say. I had had my mind made up and I very much agree with Joe. So Tennessee Titans coming in last in the division. D-Hop is not fixing the inevitable collapse, as he called it, of the Titans. Moving on into third place. Sammy, who are you picking for the third place in the AFC South? I can't wait till we talk about uh, second place, but we're going to go ahead and say that the Texans, I, despite the fact that I think that they're going to, you know, take a step, I do think they're going to struggle along the way of while taking those steps, a little bit of stumbling blocks. This team has a very bright future. If CJ Stroud pans out, this team could be really good in the future. Uh, they got a bunch of young talent. They still might have to add another wide receiver to, you know, elevate the offense. But their running back, as for their running back situation, it's great. Their offensive line is great. The defense is going to get better. CJ Stroud and maybe another wide receiving uh, threat, they're that away from being one of the better teams in the AFC. If CJ Stroud pans out and they get another elite wide receiver to pair with them, I think the Texans have a bright future. Unfortunately, the future does not start right now. So I think they're going to finish third. All right, Joe, what are you, who are you placing in the third spot? Now, this one's tough for me um, because it relies on how they employ their young quarterback for me on where they go. Do the Colts do what the Eagles did with a Jalen Hurts before last season? Do they do design runs, use a really good running back and a solid running game and use design quarterback runs, getting him in space, making easy throws? you know, and one reads, if it's not there, run the football. I think that the Colts can make that offense work. I think that it can be viable for them. They put them in safe situations to make good reads, things of that nature. It's really going to come down to how well that offense works in that way. I believe the Texans are here at number three. I think the Colts are going to get enough done with how that offense is going to flow. If anyone can do it, I mean, we saw how he brought along Jalen Hurts for those two years, and Jalen Hurts took the team to the Super Bowl in his second full year of starting. I think that that is 100% a similar path that they are going to take with Anthony Richardson. I do not see why not. They have the tools, they have the talent on offense to make this work. The Texans, it's too much unknown for me to be too high on them. But like I said, there's a lot of there's a lot of excitement in Houston right now because this team has the the, the potential to be very, very good. It's just until I see it on the field and actually see it 
work, I don't have the confidence to say they're going to do any better than third. All right, Rob, who are you placing here? I don't know. I got a lot more faith in the Colts than I do the Texans. Just because you got Jonathan Taylor out of the backfield with AR-15's mobility, and then you got Alec Pierce, you got uh, Pittman, and then you got Josh Downs, who I wanted to pass the draft so badly because he's just he's a, he has the capability to be a home run threat. So I have them at third at five and twelve. You're putting the Colts or the Texans? No, I'm putting the Colts here. Okay. Wow. So I also, this is going to be an interesting one. I was feeling the Colts as well. I know that everyone's talking about the unknowns of Houston, but I listen, I think that the Houston Texans are going to have a year. Uh, if I'm going to go based off of you guys, two out of the three said the Texans. So we will have to put the Texans in the third spot, but um, I, I don't believe they belong here. So I'm with you, Rob. As we make our way to the second spot, Rob, why don't you kick us off? Uh, I think the Titans are going to be, they're going to be number two. I, I, I mean, like I said, the other two teams are just, just too much bullshit going on with them. I, although I said that the Colts are going to have a decent, pretty damn good receiving core, it, it still like goes back to the quarterback. And I thought, I know. AR-15 versus Ryan Tannehill, but at least Ryan Tannehill, when he's given a decent receiver, he's done well. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hide. Him. He's still Dasani Water, as far as I'm concerned. But I, I'll put the, I'll put the Titans here. All right, Sammy. I've been waiting all day to talk about the Tennessee Titans. I never thought those words would be uttered out of my mouth, but here we are. Let me go ahead and say this, man. Let me go ahead and say this: the Titans are gonna finish second in this, in this division, and the fact that both you, Joe, and you, Jill, pick the Titans to go last is utterly ridiculous. Do you understand who's the coach of the Tennessee Titans? It's it's Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel, ever since he became coach of the Tennessee Titans, has had one losing record. It was last year, and it was a year where that quarterback, they had, I believe, three starters. So I don't understand this notion that just because, that just because, oh, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, there's uncertainty. De Derrick Henry, you know, we never know. Look, throughout those uncertainties, Mike Vrabel has held a steady franchise, a winning culture, so to speak. I understand they haven't won Super Bowls or anything, but that team is bound to be in a winning, bound to have rather a winning record. And I don't understand how you guys can see the upgrade of DeAndre Hopkins. Look, I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna be as good as he was in the past years, but I still think he's gonna be good enough to be a really good receiver. So, with that being said, you guys putting him last is just completely asinine because Ryan Tannehill, while he is not exactly the best quarterback, Rob, you said Dasani Water. I absolutely agree. I think that was a perfect iteration. I still think that he's still a good enough quarterback to lead you to the second place in this division. Really fast before Joe pops on, uh, we're giving some Ryan Tannehill appreciation, and not that I think he's a horrible person. Uh, the best way to equate Ryan Tannehill is if you go to YouTube and look up fainting goats, that is the accurate description of Ryan Tannehill's career. Just throwing that out there. Joe, take it away for second place. I mean, okay, so we're talking about the Tennessee Titans here. I'm going to rebuttal to what Sammy and Rob are saying about the Titans here. You're saying, Sammy said, oh, they started three quarterbacks last year. You're about to start three this year. 
It's going to be the same thing. You don't like Tannehill's going to either get hurt or look like dog shit. Will that's Levis not, is going to have gonna incompletions happen. and is going to look like dog shit and probably get hurt too. And you're going to run fucking Malik Willis back out there. And then you're like, oh, Mike Grayles had one losing season. Well, guess what? He's not Mike Tomlin. This is not Pittsburgh. All right. The winning culture isn't in Tennessee. Okay. It's not there. Hasn't been, won't ever been. Come on, Never man. It's, will not, be. it's Mike Grable. I know five years, they shit. had five years of winning records, and all of us five years of winning records, and, and now all of a sudden, like nothing. Okay, neither have the Steelers in the past ten years. But you just said Mike Tomlin. So what are we talking Mike about? Tomlin's never had a losing season yet. We're still not talking about him winning a. Wait here, shit. wait here. We go. How many winning seasons in a row did the Patriots have? And then we saw an implosion. I, I am just. Years. I'm going to say this. Okay. So, you, the Tennessee Titans traded AJ Brown, sent him out of town to draft Traylon Burks and get an, get an older AJ Brown. All right. You literally sent your best weapon in the wide receiver core, shipping out of town to get aging AJ Brown back, who's less of a wide receiver than AJ Brown is right now, and Traylon Burks. That's what you got. And you, your quarter, I'm telling you, the quarterback play is not going to be good enough here. And you're relying on Derrick Henry and D-Hop to play out of their minds. And you're, so you're asking guys who are on the back end of their career, injury prone, hurting. One just came off a PED suspension and you want, and you, these are the guys you're saying are going to carry them to the, to finish second in this division. You're out of your damn, every, I have more every, every year, finishing every second. year, every year it's been different and every year. Mike Vrabel has adapted and has them in striking distance to win this division. All right. It's gonna ha it's happened in the past and it's gonna happen this year. Well, Joe, who the are Colts you? Colts are finishing second because I picked the Texans to finish third. And because we have already talked about the Titans being in fourth place, we're putting the Colts second, which would inevitably make us all unanimously put the Jaguars in the first place, unless someone else thinks different. No, you just need to have. You just need to breathe. That's all. It's, it's really yeah. that. That's all that it is. I mean, <laughs> they, well, the fact that this guy was it. This guy thinks it's going to be within striking distance when you got D Hop and oh Traylon Burks. Oh yeah. I this just check the past couple of years, man. Mike Vrabel. I mean, hell, when the winner of the division has a chance to go fucking eight and nine, anything's in striking distance. Can come down to the last three. Hey, we're he we're sitting here talking about the AFC South. We're not talking about the AFC. So as far as I'm concerned, absolutely yes. The Titans they're going, are going they're to they're going. The Jags are going 13 and 4. All right. We're gonna we're wrapping this up. One quick thing I am gonna point out to everybody on this is we have to remember going into the season, the AFC is extremely competitive. And certain teams do not stack up against other teams that are currently in the AFC. That's that's a given. But for the AFC South and or the Tennessee Titans podcast that we just had here on the House Call Sports, I'm Jill joined with Joe, Sammy and Rob and enjoy our lovely discussion. I hope you did about the AFC South and what we think the division picks are. Hi, Leonard, coming off the bench at the three, because I'm gonna dog LeBron all day. With that includes Grayson Waller, who went against Edge, had a great match.